JD Token Sports. It is 4:20 for all you marijuana, chibo, whatever you want to call the Mary Jane people out there. Get a laugh out of this. Someone sent me something funny today. This guy Arthur, he's a trainer like I am, and he sent me something. And I thought it was everybody cheers at seven o'clock for the responders, and I think that's a great thing, and I think it's nice. You know, we all should throw respect. And he sent me something, so I thought it was that again. I'm like, okay. And then it was actually uh, cheering for your weed dealers as she sent down. She was on a second story, and she sent down a little, like, cart, and they sent the weird weed back up to him. And I, James told me something funny. He was walking out of his building, and everybody was cheering, so he started, uh, I think he did a bow. He put his hands up, like, thank you, thank you, and everybody looked at him like he was a freaking nut. But that's what I feel like doing because I feel like a lot of the people, it's half-hearted. You know, you see the artist on TV. I mean, that thing on Saturday was a freaking shit show. I don't know. And now the protesters, I don't want to get political, but, you know, Michigan showed me something today that the chances of two people uh, wearing a mask and passing it on to another person is minuscule, but a person without a mask passing it on to me with a mask is like 70%. And that's bullshit, man. There's a lot of people out there. There's a Central Park yesterday. A lot of people not wearing masks. And I thought that was ridiculous. And then somebody was like, two dipshits on sc- carts, sc- scooter carts or whatever. That You know, I think that's a kid's thing. And he's like, somebody put his hand out and was like, stay away. I'm like, dipshit, because you don't have a mask on. You're driving a cart like it's 80 miles an hour. The city's a fucking ghost town. It is a ghost town. And I was, last night, I freaking put on the Jordan thing. And I even watched it with the goddamn commercials. And I'll tell you, Scotty Pippen had one of the worst agents ever to he said he signed that seven-year, $18 million contract during his prime years, which he actually basically outperformed its first goddamn year because he wanted security for his family. But then he was pissed off about the deal. He wasn't getting a new deal. And Jordan was getting like 30-something million a year. And Pippen, for his career, made $107 million. I mean, it's just freaking crazy. I mean, that's all Pippen made his whole career was $107 million playing basketball. And he never made, I mean, he made a couple years of good good of good of money, but for the career he had, six titles and everything, it was a pretty freaking awesome documentary. And and he brought up a point, I mean, that last year, they could have gone 82-0 and they were getting rid of Phil Jackson because freaking the GM, what the hell's his name? Jerry Krause said, well, you know, for the future, he brings in freaking, he was in love with Tim fucking Floyd, who went <laughs> 49 and 190 with a 205 winning percentage in his four years with the Bulls. Think that next year after winning the title, they went 13 and 37, and every year they, they were worse than the year before. And that's what you get. And, you know, somebody wrote something, a guy I like, a guy on Twitter that I talked about in Philly, and I wonder if he responded to me. Yeah, he said that actually, you know, Jordan did better. He said that seems like uh, worth pointing out that Michael Jordan hasn't done Jerry Krause's job much better than Krause would have done Jordan's. Now, I said, but Jordan never had Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen playing for him. And someone put, put, ironically, Jordan is a Sam Bowie of league executives. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and they listen, he got the guys around him. He brought in Rodman. He brought, they got rid of Oakley. They got brought Winnington because Winnington was a guy that were going to take things to the next level. And Jordan loved Oakley because Oakley was his protector. Pittman came in and thought he was going to run the show. I mean, 
a lot of a lot of similarities to freaking Jordan, where Jordan was cut by his high school team, came back and just changed overnight. Jordan, they said after two weeks with the Bulls, was the best player on the team, and they knew it like right away, like a couple games in, they knew he was the best player. And Pippen in college was the manager of the team, and then he what was he six one? He was like six six, and he was like a guard body, and he started developing and everything. It, I, I got to tell you, it was an amazing, it was it was an amazing two hours to watch. Maybe because there's no sports or whatever, but I I loved it. I loved it. Pippen going into the, 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 it was the last stand, going in to the last, uh, was 122nd in league salary. 122nd. And then he could have got surgery for the summer, he didn't because he was pissed off the team, so he didn't know if he was going to come back, but he ends up coming back. Reinsdorf also told him that deal for seven years, 18 million was too long, you know, it's, he's going to out, he's going to outperform the deal, but he took the deal. He was sixth in salary on the team. And even even uh, Jordan said he was being selfish. Six-time champion. Jordan was a six-time champion, seven-time All-Star. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Pippen. Six-time champion, seven-time All-Star, eight-time All-Defensive first team, three-time All-NBA first team ever. Six titles, crazy. And then they, so talks about 85-86. Jordan got hurt, broke a bone in his foot, and they didn't want to come back, so they're playing seven minutes each half. They ended up making the playoffs at 30-52. and 52. Seven minutes each half, like there was a bell, the buzzer went off, took him out of the game. Didn't matter what, if he was on the court for seven minutes, boom. First round, they play the Celtics, where were damn, damn, I mean, you had McHale, you had Parrish, you had Bird. 49 in game one, 63 in game two. And before game two, he played Danny Age in golf that day. He took some money off from him, and he said, oh, I'm going to show, you know, they were trash talking. Bird said it was good. God disguises MJ. And how many times Jordan scored 50 points in the playoffs five times. 63 was a playoff record. Ten scoring titles. Seven in a row. He averaged more points per game than Will Chamberlain. 30.12 for his career. And those two were the only players in the game who have averaged more than 27.5 points per game. He averaged 20 points or more in all 15 of his NBA seasons. He led the league in scoring, as I said, ten times. And averaged 30 more points eight times, including seven straight from 87 to 93. That's out of control. I mean, that's out of control. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's great, I, I have to say. And Steve Kerr, who played with him three and a half years, said uh, defending his, defended his, you know, Jordan's reclusive nature. He said, although Kerr's own team has been subjected to extending, you know, you know, with all the social media and everything, he said uh, no team has ever been suffocated quite like Jordan's Bull. He said they were a cultural phenomenon with the Bulls that was just different. And there was a level of fame for Michael that was so uncomfortable. He was maybe the most famous person in the world. He couldn't get away from it. As teammates, we were just along for the ride. It was more just an entertaining show for us. Adrashad said uh, he, he thinks he'll enjoy it. You know, he said, I think it's one of those things where he'll say, here it is. You make up your mind. I don't think he's going to go out, going to be out there on a soapbox trying to explain it. They said, she said, Jerry Krause sounds a lot like another Jerry that owns an NFL team. Yeah. He, he was, they were, they were busting on Jerry Krause. And then that last season, Pippen was on the bus, like saying shit to Krause. And Reinsdorf would not redo a deal. So this is what you got. You deal with it. You stick with it. I was talking to Harris about the NFL draft. I said, what you need, you need someone to protect the quarterback and get to the quarterback. Those are two things you need. You need someone to get to the quarterback and protect the quarterback. Those are two things you need. Gi Giants and Jets need both of those things. 
And I love what R.J. Barrett said. He said, life is short. This has taught me to be thankful, be grateful for every single moment you spend with your family. I am blessed that we are safe and healthy and together. Truth. Big truth. Pat's got new uniforms. Eh, they're all right. I mean, you know, yeah, they look all right. And I was going to talk about, you know, which colleges are the most successful. I talked about in the past. I was there. I talked about it again. And also there's a point system, you know, the trade down scenario where there's points for each pick because Jimmy Johnson gave a val point value for every draft pick. Now, I think the Giants would trade down because I still think they can get a good player. If the Giants, you know, do not trade down at number four, second round trade back at 36 will be considered strongly. So Jimmy Johnson, yeah, Big A is talking to me. So he, so Jimmy Johnson did a thing where the number one pick is generally worth 3,000 points. The values drop off precipitously throughout the first round for the Giants' fourth pick valued at 1,800 and the number 13 pick down to 590. Now, if the Giants trade out of four, what would the return be there? The scenario is a part, partner eyeing, you know, Justin Herbert or Tua Tagovailoa because the quarterback, you know, th that's the thing that they could do with, you know, they could trade into the top ten for the number five Dolphins. The difference is 100 points made up with their fourth round pick and two fifths. For the number six Chargers, the difference is 200 points made up with their third round unless the Giants demand a ransom knowing the intention to jump the Dolphins, which could happen. Now, the Falcons, number 16, would need 800 points, prompting the inclusion of a future first rounder, which would give, uh, you know, so that would give the Giants not a, not only a first round pick this year, but also next year. In 2014, the Browns traded number four for number five, and out of 2015 first and fourth round picks, it was Dream Heights discarding the points chart. Now, Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, who once were under, under Gettleman, recently said, if I overpay a little bit, so be it. It's better than waiting, sitting on my hands, and I'm not really fired about a guy when I pick when my pick comes up, which is true. You know, there's a guy there, and you're like, shit, it's not a guy I'm really, really excited about. That's what you do. I've heard the Bucks are not interested in Leonard Fournette. I'm hearing the some other team. There's going to be some moves around. I, the Giants are talking. I think the Giants are talking about, about Justin Herbert because I think they want to get other teams to – trade the pick but Gettleman never does that stuff we'll see how that works out the Jets gave three seconds to move from number six to number three in 2018 the Dolphins gave up only one second to move from 12 to three in the 2013 draft where they got a guy Deion Jordan out of Oregon who was a total fucking bust so we'll see what happens on that front the Giants second rounder is worth 540 points exactly twice that of the last pick of the round sliding down would get net mid-rounders and could close a close the gap before the Giants third rounder so the Seahawks dropped from 37 to 47 and out of the third rounder last year the Bears added a fourth and sixth round fourth and sixth round pick when they dropped from 36 to 45 in 2017 yeah I guess you know and sometimes you get you get starters later in the draft so I guess we'll see how that works out but I thought that was all interesting with the point system and everything Big A, so, so Big A's asking how I'm doing. He goes, but the girl who lives next to me plays the piano all day. She isn't that good. And this thing, if someone plays the piano next to you and they're not that good and they're playing all day, you would think if they play all day, she should be good. If she, you know, you know, you know, right? If she plays all day, she should be, if she plays all day, you know, she should be getting better. And if that's not the case, she's got to find a new instrument to play. That's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah. 
So I thought that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting. You got, you got to watch the Jordan. Carol, I trained Carol virtually today, which was a lot of fun. I'm enjoying doing the virtual workouts. It's a lot of fun for JD. I just read a, my client had given me a graphic novel called Sabrina, which involves a murder of somebody's murders of somebody's girlfriend. And I'll tell you the truth, not very good. I was actually very disappointed. And testicles make, may make men more vulnerable to coronavirus. Could linger in the testicles, making men prone to longer, more severe cases of the illness. Wow, so my, my testicles can... Well, it's tough being a, a guy. And I'll tell you, you got to see Jim Bayheims is doing a... This Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m., he's doing Bayheim Ball Live from the Bayheim House. He has a freaking basketball court at his house, indoor court, a freaking Mac Daddy indoor court that has JB on the freaking court. I was like, I want that. I want that a lot. I was really jealous of that thing. I like Jim Bayheim's court. Now, the Broncos are on uh, Judy... Could trade up to 8 or 10. Everybody's talking right now. Minnesota could move back from the draft. They said there's going to be a lot of money gambled on the draft. Yada, yada. Dustin Pedroia is, they don't think he's going to, you know, his knee problems. He's not going to come. Is he going to play the season? Is, is he not? He's won two rings. He's 2008 AL MVP. He was inactive in the 2018 run. He's made $103 million in 15 seasons, which is kind of crazy. So he's made almost as much as Scottie Pippen. And Dustin Pedroia is a good player, but he's not Scottie Pippen. But different sport. And he slid to earn $13 million through 2000, annually through 2022 season. So I think he's going to keep coming back. They're paying him too much goddamn money. Peyton Manning said he's surprised that Tom Brady jumped ship. Well, what, 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 do, you, what do you think he was going to do? Here, am I surprised that he jumped ship? He's got a tough division. He, he didn't stay in division. He went out of division. That's a tough division. You've got the Saints, the Falcons, and Panthers. The Bucks going to have a tough go. That, you know, he went to a different division. But, listen, Brady's going to do what he's going to do. I, 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 we'll see what happens. He's going to be 43. I don't know how good, you know, he's going to be working with uh, Bruce Arians, who was quarterback coach for Manning when he came in the league. Now he's the head coach. So he's got a good coach. We'll see how that works out. He, that, that was Manning's, Bruce Arians was Manning's quarterback coach for the first three seasons of the league. Offensive Canal Tom Moore was his offensive coordinator for 12 years. A quarterback's coach, Clyde Richardson, was his offensive coordinator for three. So you want continuity. Now he's going away from what he's comfortable with. We'll see how that works. Oh, yeah, Tim Floyd, first three seasons. Then he came, so he, in, I'm so, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Then he got fired. He got one, two, three, four. And then he came back in two. So first season was a strike sword in season thirteen thirty seven. Next year seventeen and sixty five they kept him. I don't understand why. Another season they kept him. He went fifteen and sixty seven, and then they fired him after he started four and twenty one. Then they brought him back in two thousand three two thousand four, and he went forty one and forty one. So career record in the NBA is ninety and two thirty one. So he sucked. I mean, we can't win twenty games in a season. Oh well, he went forty one and forty one. Oh, that was with, I'm sorry, no, he didn't go back to Chicago. He was, he was uh, the Hornets. He was one year with the Hornets. He went, he went 500. But when you, when you don't win even 20 games in a season, you suck. And Jerry Crack, that's the thing that, that, that was the thing about the documentary. It was like Jordan goes, you don't get rid of a team until they, you know, until they're dethroned. But that they were getting this team done because they thought everybody was getting older. I mean, Jordan would have kept playing. But when he said, that's it, he goes, the only guy I'm going to play for is Phil Jackson. 
End of story. And then he went to freaking L.A. and the rest is history. So I looked up Scottie Pippen. So in 90... In 1991, he was making seven. So he was a rookie. He was 87. In 1991, he was making 760,000, and he was only making through the most money he made with the Bulls was 2.9 million in 95. 2.9 million. Then he goes to Houston. He makes 11. Goes to Portland. He makes 14, 13, 18, 19, and he comes back to the Bulls for two seasons. He makes combined 10 million over two seasons. I mean, he he made 107 million in his whole career. I mean, not what he should have got, but it didn't mean nothing. I mean, Bupkis in his prime years. And they were both saying how Barack Obama was listed as a former Chicago resident and Bill Clinton was listed as a former Arkansas governor. It wasn't about them. It was about Michael Jordan. And I know they're trying to compare LeBron to him, but no, there's only one freaking, one, one Jordan. And Bulls tried to trade for T-Mac. Tracy McGrady revealed he was nearly traded to the Bulls for Scottie Pippen in the 1997 draft. Some dipshit I went to high school with, I freaking, uh, yeah, it's not even worth discussing. I got to talk to my parents. Oh, there's a thing on PBS I want my parents to watch. Blood Machines, I look at that. And they're talking about how many underclassmen's record, 144 applied to come out early in 2019. The first year that they allowed it, 28 players left early. For those chosen in 1990, uh, the first 10 picks in 99, 90. Five of those were underclassmen led by Jeff George by the Colts, with 10, 10 not selected at all. So of 144 applying to come out early in 2019, 49 went undrafted. You can't go back like basketball. Once you go out, you can't come back, which kind of sucks. But, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. That 1,542 players have left the college college early for the draft since 1990, and 11, 1,111 have been chosen 72%, including 151 in the top 10. But Jeff Schwartz put up a good point where he said that they should have the practice squads could be bigger, make it like 22 a team, and those guys with a bigger coaching staff, and those guys could like have a development league, play each other. You know, like, like they, they had, I know Carolina had a JV basketball team, and one of the assistant coaches, that was his team at Carolina, and they would play other local colleges. So I kind of feel like if you had bigger practice squad, because they do everything except they don't get to play in games. They do practice everything, but they don't play in games. So let those guys get the experience through practice and let them play in like a development league, maybe even play during the week, so that, you know, that they could be called up. So I think that's kind of cool, like a game in between where they wear the uniforms, but they play like, maybe even play at the practice facilities because they have to have full stadiums at the practice practice facilities. I kind of like that with Jeff Schwartz. I kind of like that. And Saban says, I, I tell every recruit to plan for the day when you're not going to have football anymore. But I don't think a lot of these, when these guys go to Alabama, they're not thinking of anything else but going to the NFL. Yeah. And not, not every guy is going to go you know, there's some guys that get undrafted and turn out and go to the next level, but a lot of guys, they're done. That's it. Because now you have XFL went bankrupt. The American Federal, or so with that AAF gone. Yeah, I like that at Jeff Schwartz. You know, Development League, let them play. Yeah. 
keep the rights practice squads east. Oh, 10 players during the season, then expand the offseason, make it a league. I think even during the season, well, you, you need those players because, but in the offseason, guys you want to, you know, develop? Because he said he never, you know, it was very helpful to him. He said he, you know, he, he had never really played with his hand on the ground. And he said, you know, the time of practice really got him ready to play in the NFL. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. He was a three-point stance, and he says, you know, it got him ready. You know, all the practice, everything got him ready. 49ers over to trading their 13th and 31 overall picks. They want to get more total picks. Well, that's not here. Pat's got new uniforms. Yeah, they're, they're all right. I mean, socks. KC wants, imagine Ruggs. So they get Henry Ruggs, and they have Tyreek Hill. Jesus, with Patrick Mahomes. That'd be scary. has spent a lot of time researching quarterback Justin Herbert, including FaceTime conversations with Joe Judge. I think I think they're trying to get the other teams panicking that really want him. I think that's what's going to happen on that front. But that could be just me. Yeah, and they already tried a, a run with the first pick of the draft. <laughs> they already had problems with the first pick of the draft with the virtual draft. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be funny to watch. And Tua signs with Adidas. That's good for him. Jets will talk to Jamal Adams. Wants to keep him for keep wants to keep him for a long a long time. Joe Douglas says, but he's willing to listen to offers. Oh, and uh, Yannick Ngaku uh, tells co-owner Tony Khan to stop hiding on Twitter as he seeks a trade from the Jacksonville. And there's supposedly no interest in him because he's you know he and Joe Douglas says he says he will listen to offers for Jamal Adams. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not hundred percent sold on him. I mean, I think he's a good player, but I'm not like he's like he's no Ronnie Lott, and I think he talks a good talks a good game too. But I'm not like wow, this guy's. So I'm not 100% sold on him right now. But you have to see the Jordan documentary. I'm very excited for that. Happy 420 to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Jags cut Marcus Lee. I liked him. I thought he was a good wide receiver. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty good... Uh, he never was the player I thought he was going to be. He's a good player, not a great player. Oh, they'll save $7 million and absorb $1.7.5 in dead money. He was limited to six games last season. Fully healthy and... Com 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 it's a money thing. That's why they waited. It's a money thing. That's why they cut him. We'll see what happens. Calls the Ashad Khan's son, calls out his son, calls him a clown and urges him to trade him. And well, that's always good to go on uh, social media. Mark Wahlberg is doing a sneaker. I, you know, that, that's why I'm so out of the loop. I don't, I'm not a big sneaker guy. I didn't know Mark Wahlberg had a sneaker. <laughs> that's just me. What am I going to know? Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Jeter is going to indefinitely forgo his salary due to MLB's coronavirus shutdown. Good for him. You do that. I guess you can do it. Do it. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Make it happen. Oh, and Gummo Chef's birthday yesterday. He's only get a good time. That's all I care about. We watched, uh, we got to watch Homeland. Bosch, I told you. Like the way it ended. Uh, S. Westworld, very good. 
Gotta talk to James about that because that was pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, we got trivia questions. Let's do trivia question from yesterday. Oh, and there's okay. Who is the most sacks in Jets history? Joey Bumbles, you know this one? Mark Gaston, I was seventy-four. Who has the most INT? Today's trivia question: Who is the most INTs in Jets history? Most INTs in Jets history. Also, there's an awesome, there's an article in ESPN today about what the hell is it? These NFL draft prospects got the got made over by, in the, by Marvel. So Jalen Hurts is Thor. Which, yeah, I guess he looks like. I don't know. What is, and then Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan is Secret Wars. Mar it looks like Spider-Man, I guess. DeAndre Swift, Captain America. I thought that was Derek Brown from Auburn is Iron Man. Isaiah, this one, Isaiah Simmons, Black Panther. I think that's pretty cool. Like, uh, based on a pick from Black Panther. So it's them, but next to the, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, I was in a comic book. I got, I got uh, killed by Catwoman? Yeah, I think I got killed by Catwoman. Yes, Catwoman killed me. All right, folks, have a great day. Peace out. Talk to you soon.